The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you. Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Debt of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Time. So long. Farewell, the ninth season is done. That's all the words I had for this song. <laughs> Cats just like, uh, mm, 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 no friend. Then <laughs> introducing weird Claire Yankovic, everybody. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you have not watched the trailer for that movie, you are missing out. I feel like you said that last episode, and I still have not seen it. But oh, also, I'm pretty sure Hannah Beth just snorted. I swear to God, I heard a Hannah Beth snort. <laughs> I probably did. Let's be very honest. Um, um, so, hello, Fire Whiskers. It's the season nine finale. And because it is the season nine finale, I'm going to talk about a podcast that is not this one. Um, so... <laughs> So, uh, when I, I actually, you know what? I was going to say it's when I got into podcasts, but no, um, it was actually after we started making this one, I got into the true crime podcast thing. Um, number one, very exciting, uh, serial, which was the first big true crime podcast. They, they exonerated him, didn't they? Yes. Okay. I, I, all all um, I saw was that he was. Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Always, always that like some like big change happened. But essentially, there had been evidence that came in uh, that put into question whether or not he had actually done it. And it sounded like that may have gotten like blocked at one point. But then it finally they allowed it to be introduced. And yeah, I feel like you know more about this than I do. So he his conviction his conviction was vacated. That's the word. Done a very very deep dive on serial and i listened to like four other podcasts that happened after that that was made by his like family and friends and some other fans and with like way more information and i listened to the book i didn't realize there was a book that um rabia chowdhury wrote called free adam anyway well i shared at the time an audible case an audible account with my mom and she bought it also she was really into it so we would talk about it um, she doesn't really do true crime, but she did this one anyway. Yeah, he, his conviction was overturned as part of, um, I don't remember reopening the case or part of what it was. I'm trying to remember. I mean, as, assuming he's yeah. not guilty, they still so have to basically kill correct, oh. which yeah. Uh, but yes, there was there was a motion to vacate the conviction because they found evidence that the prosecutors had originally withheld. Wild. 
Um, but speaking, so that actually wasn't the topic I was going to talk about, but I was very excited by that. Um, when I first got into true crime podcasts, uh, my sister was also getting into true crime podcasts. I never really got into my favorite murder. I listened to like a couple episodes, but I never like got into it the way that, you know, the, you know, stay sexy, don't get murdered group do, did. Um, but there were two that I really, hi, nice huh? to meet you. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, yes. Murderino. Listen to three episodes today because I was behind. Um, yes, Murderinos. Sorry, I forgot that's what they were called. But there were two that I listened to that I really, truly loved because of how well they were done. And like, I listened to Wine and Crime for a while, but like, I struggled with that one because they would make jokes about a lot of stuff. And I'm like, people literally died. Um, maybe don't laugh. <laughs> like, I, I, I get that it's, you know, it is entertaining, but these are still actual people who died and their families might listen to this. So two podcasts that I really liked because I feel like the families would appreciate them. Um, both of them were focused on one case each. One was called Cold and I'm spacing her name, but it was about a woman who was murdered um, by her husband. And I had not heard of the case prior to listening to the podcast. So everything that happened was a huge surprise for me. Um, incredibly well done, like spectacular. Um, the other one that I listened to because my sister recommended it was something called the teacher's pet. It was done by the Australian, which is a Australian newspaper. And it was about a woman, um, who went missing in 1982. Her husband claims that she just walked out and left. Um, which is strange because his high school student slash babysitter slash girlfriend moved into the house literally the day after the wife went missing. Seem a little sketch? Yeah, I thought so too. No one has heard from the woman since. He was able to dissolve the marriage based on um, abandonment, married the high school student who was now not a high school student, had a baby with her. They eventually got divorced. But nobody ever said that she was murdered because nobody ever found a body. She just disappeared. And we were all just supposed to believe that she just walked away from her four-year-old and her two-year-old and never contacted her family again. Um, seems a little sketchy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Almost 40 years later, this podcast blows the fuck up. And I think it was 2018. 2018, I think is when it initially came out, blew up all over Australia they ended up pulling the podcast from Australia, banning it completely because they extradited him back to Sydney to convict him for his wife's murder 36 years later. Um, there was this whole huge process about how he can't get a fair trial because everybody's heard this podcast. Everybody already thinks he's guilty. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So they literally just let him kind of hang out, I think, in jail. Um, or at least under very close watch at home, he finally went on trial this summer. And I did not know about this until the trial mm -hmm. was over. I'm still listening to the episodes. I haven't finished it yet. Unfortunately, I did scroll all the way to the end in the title of the one. I feel like I talked about this in last week's episode, now that I'm saying all of this out loud. I did. All right. You did. Mm -hmm. But also they talked about it in this week's uh, my favorite murder. So I already know how it all happens. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. That's what <laughs> like, I thought. Cause like the last episode is titled guilty. And I was like, yeah, but no, it's, 
but now that I've like listened, I, I think <laughs> when I talked about it last week, I'd only listened to like the first half of the first episode, maybe, maybe uh, half of the second episode. I'm now in like episode four or five. And it's just wild to me that like the defense was trying so hard to like have people come in and talk about what a great upstanding guy. He fucking married his high school student who everyone admits he was having an affair with. Regardless of whether he fucking murdered his wife, he was fucking an 18, 17 year old. Like who was his student? While he was her teacher yeah. and while she was babysitting for him. Like, no. Did they find the body? I don't okay. know. I literally know nothing about the podcast except for the fact that Thank he was God. convicted of murder. And it yeah. was like, this but, is more details than I knew. I also find it ironic that we're talking about this and Kat is the one that works in technically yeah. in law enforcement. <laughs> And she doesn't give a singular <laughs> no. shit. About She's like, I work in human resources. I don't care about the crimes. I care about I the I do finances. care about crimes. I just watch it on TV because I like documentaries sure. and Dateline. Like, Yeah, I'm surprised the Lynette Dawson case, the teacher's pet, has not been turned into an – like Netflix is behind on this one. Maybe now that he's been convicted, Netflix will do it. It could be, it could be also like who the mm, family true, has true, released. True, 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 true privacy yeah. stuff too um also if i'm sure it's gonna pick up on the mic my child is crying because his dad is trying to put him down to bed and he doesn't want to play ball we may not be able to hear that on this one but i'm no i'm just mentioning it in case you can i promise i have not just abandoned my child his dad is with him he's fine uh, yes uh, I think that's yeah okay. Teacher's pet was what I want to talk about, so we're going to delete that. So I know not to talk about it next week. Uh-huh. I'm trying to keep track of the tangent so I don't repeat, guys. <sighs> All right. Um. Without further ado, cat. What had happened? Was Maya's still mad because Sirius won't sleep with her. <laughs> very upset about this sorry and then she made him tea with honey in it to remind him how she tastes but apparently that's not working then she put that a remains spell- to be seen yeah whatever so she put a spell on his bike so he couldn't fix it and then her jenny and tonks were very amused by them sweating to death because of the hot af charm that she put out there and them not being able to fix the bike because she's trying to punish him and then um she, she made her own sweaty mouth calendar. Just yeah. her own visual. Just in real life. Yeah. And then Sirius was basically complaining to Remus. He's like, bro, she wants me to sleep with her. And he was like, yeah, and. <laughs> and then he was like, well, I'm afraid because I'm old. And also because he doesn't want her to win, which is super petty and annoying. But, you know. <laughs> that, that part, honestly, like. I love this series. That part made me so mad because I was like, is it because you feel like a dirty old man? Is it because you feel like you're not good enough? No, it's because you don't want to fucking lose. Like, fuck you. Yeah, well, you know what? That That is annoying, but I have done that. Like, right. No, I have done that because, <laughs> like, back in the day, right before me and the Dark Wizard took our little break when we had a fight, I didn't want 
him to yes so i first like whatever i waited he like never talked to me so then i was the one who had to be the bigger person and be like we need to talk about this stuff and then i was like well but that's not the same as like intention but that's not the same as yes i know but yourself like when they're fine in every other capacity but it's the same as the whole feeling i don't want you to win thing like yeah no, I get that, but this—that's only about the, them the having s- sex. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the dead. Of, oh, my hair is so long; you cannot see it in the bottom of the screen. Look at this shit. I was literally just thinking, I'm mad at how long so your hair good. is. I'm so excited! I straightened it today. Also, can we take a second, even with crappy, you know, internet video? Look how good my skin is looking. I'm like, it's... Has the purge happened yet? Not everybody has a purge. I'm really hoping on one of those. It's still, like, super fucking splotchy. And, like, ooh, in this position, you may be able to see, like, how white it is around my eyebrows and how brown it is above. Yes? Maybe? I can't... Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, Kind of. So I'm still upset with how splotchy it is. That's going to take a while. But my skin is so freaking soft and, like, supple and, like, elastic. Sorry. Okay. Catherine, did you finish oh, yes. your what had happened was? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, I'm just making sure before Claire I'm continues. Done. I, I, I'm just here for occasional comments. And that's fine. I'm just here so I don't get fined. It's fine. It's okay. It could be worse. It could be uh, Brett Favre. Oh, come on. You are not just here so you don't get fined. Yeah. You're here for the pit... Honestly, I think your fan base is more, like, devoted than anybody else on this podcast. <laughs> like, really and truly. I feel like we have people who just listen. <laughs> That's two snorts, neither of them were mine. <laughs> but we literally have people who listen just for the snorts and snarky comebacks. <laughs> like, and the occasional, like weirdly timed crying which like makes sense but is always surprising but um and cue the sally field gif (laughs) you like me Mm -hmm. you really like me god this is ridiculous i've got utah wife hair what (laughs) claire's fault oh my god claire is three months late to tiktok drama (laughs) there's a bunch of mormon mommies on tiktok and one of them was apparently in an Who open got married at 20 and immediately had babies and so then they all have 20 year old daughters and they all look identical and they're oh, all on TikTok. speaking of mormons and... hannah beth sister wives is driving me crazy like this drama with cody and christine is really driving me crazy to the point where i don't even think i can watch this anymore like i am so uncomfortable i <laughs> I haven't watched I it at all simply because I couldn't handle the Oh previews. my god, I am so uncomfortable. Oh it, my god. I, I'm uncomfortable from the previews because they clearly have already had these conversations behind closed doors without cameras and the, they're making them rehash these conversations uh, in front of cameras. However, oh. technically they're filming all of this themselves because in the first episode it says due to covid the browns are filming this by themselves so there was no camera crew there 
So they knew, oh, okay. So context for Claire, if you don't know or care, Christine and Cody are getting a divorce. Christine's yes, wife. Yes, I knew about three. that. And so. Yes. And okay, he so. straight up admitted that he just married her because he wasn't attracted to her because he felt like he had an obligation to marry her. And he was like, I wasn't attracted to you her. in the beginning. And God then I started damn. to love you after. And I was just like. I'm sorry. Does this take place in 1776? Mind you, they have six children together. I'm sorry. How many? They have six, six children. With this one wife. Because he has four wives. I thought he had. So he didn't find her attractive. And yet. He has four wives and he has kids with all four wives except for Mary because she could only conceive one. And then Robin has how three or four kids from a previous, yeah, from a previous marriage. Or yeah, two kids. Yeah, no, three, three kids, kids from a three, previous three, 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 three. marriage. And then all the rest are his. And he actually had two kids with so, Robin that are his. So he has a crap ton of kids. My sister in yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, I read an article the other day that the Mormons are ready to go back to knocking on doors now after COVID. So they're ready to go knock on the door again. So, Hello, my name is Elder White, and yes. I would like to introduce to you the most amazing book. Yeah, Hello. they're ready to knock on the door again. Hello, my name is Keith. <laughs> um, Sorry, TikTok. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Mormon TikTok drama that Claire is very late to. Long story short woman on tiktok had an open uh, marriage her and her husband her and her husband and two other mormon couples sorry killing flies god damn um her and her husband and two other couples had like swing parties amongst the three of them and they all had really specific rules around it and they would swing which like fine whatever so they had like really specific rules we could only swing if you're in the house and you had to be able to be in a room with other people like you couldn't just like go off to a closed door room by yourself like you could be in another room but the door had to be open and all those stuff her and other dude from one of the other couples started having an affair on the side and the whole fucking thing blew up on tiktok and she's made so many tiktoks about how she blew up her marriage and they're so cringy and so yes. awful but she'll be doing like bad tiktok dances like and it's talking about like her custody arrangement with her children agreement like it's the fucking <laughs> yeah she's like dancing thing i've ever seen we have three days on and three days off and it's just like so a bunch of people do like imitation videos where they're like hey kids your dad's gonna marry the secretary <laughs> it's so it's fucking anyway. horrible but it's very cringy but yes i was so this is from like Memorial Day. And so I sent something showing the making fun of and Claire was like, I had no idea what was going on. I went down what? a rabbit hole. <laughs> what is this? Going also, all of these women have incredibly good hair. Very fake tans. Yeah. Very good hair. And I'm fine with fake tans. I made so much Botox. Mm, yes. I would like to make it very clear. I am 100% pro fake bake. Always forever and ever. Amen. Because woohoo, the three things I had cut off with my body were not cancer. Very excited about that. Um, but I will be continuing to cut things off my body every six months for the rest of my life to make sure that I do not in fact have cancer. So um, if you want to be tan, we have shit that dyes your skin. Do that. Do not expose yourself to this Wait, sun. It's bad. I, I always called like 
Go like laying in tanning beds is fake oh. baking. Okay. It Spray is. Tan. Don't do that. That's also skin yes, okay. cancer. Yes. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> but if you're going Tanning to spray. use the Tanning creams, lotion. make sure they have stuff in it that isn't bad for you. Yes. Because that can also give you cancer. And if you want a recommendation, uh, PETA, what's her face that's Thanks. married to what's-his-face from Dancing with the Stars, she actually has a very good self-tanning lotion that I've heard really good things about that has amazing reviews and has no bad crap in it, so. I just started using a new one, and I really like it because it goes on clear, so it doesn't, like, dye shit. Um, yes. I just, I, I cannot express the amount of fucks I do About being give. pale. I, about being tan. I just, like... I, I did in 2003 when that was super mm-hmm. in vogue. And I just got to the point where, like, it was miserable even just being out in the sun as much as my yeah. friends that were out in the sun. See, and I still see my thing is, like, I just, I have found that, like, and this is, like, my own personal opinion. And I am trying very much to deprogram all of the appearance beliefs in my head Mm -hmm, that I've grown mm -hmm. up with um, just as a result of growing up in the modern era with um, social media and all that kind of stuff. Nothing to do with cats. (laughs) Sorry. I'm kind of bored. So (laughs) I should cat just do. (laughs) I just see cat slowly. She's like clearly adjusting how she's sitting. And I just see her grab her foot like slowly. (laughs) Damn it. Sorry, Claire. What you're saying is so interesting. I'm just like... I, my attention span. She's trying so no, hard. It's fine. It's fine. So hard to like not be distracting. <laughs> it's so fun to see toes. <laughs> Something about cat's toes crack me up. She has the funniest, cutest feet. And I love them. There's well, something. I painted my toes because I found out that on Casual Friday, I'm allowed to wear sandals as long <gasps> as they're not mm-hmm. flip-flops. Very nice. I painted my nails for the first time in like forever. But yes, you're. I did a ma- nails and toes today. I did my toes. It must be an accomplishment. But yes, Claire, you yeah. should do that. Whatever society do that. Yes, no. So I'm deprogramming yeah. all the crap. But I, I have found that like, you can be the most plus size person in the world, and if you're super tan, I don't notice the size. I'm just like, damn, that person looks really good in a bikini, because. Like for you me, it's more about like grew up in South Florida. For me, in terms of like how somebody looks in a bikini relates to how tan they are, not the size. Because I I was no, the person who was I blended exists. into the sand, and I was super self conscious about it, and I was convinced I was hideous, and I always thought the people who were tan were super attractive in bikinis, and I wanted to be that person who was super tan in a bikini, and so like. When I put on shorts and I'm super pale, I'm super self-conscious about it. When I put on shorts and I have on a uh, fake, like spray tan, I feel super confident. So it's, meh. I had to get a couple of spray tans um, when I was dancing growing up because I was so pale um, that it didn't blend together and I needed to look darker, like for characters, which looking back, <laughs> I wasn't actually trying to look like blackface. But, like, I was, I'm hella pale, for those of you who don't know, like, translucently pale. Um, and we did Peter Pan, and I was one of the, like, Native Americans. And, like, there was no blackface situation it was, at all, yeah. I promise. But it was, like, the costume was 
like and it, neutral, right? And it just weird. looked yeah. wrong. <laughs> like it just it I looked naked. Like I needed to be darker so I didn't look yeah. naked on stage. So I had to get spray tans and I hated the way I looked in them so much. Even though like that was still very in vogue to like yeah. be tan. I, and so that was my realization that I was like, oh, I don't like this. And I would rather just be pale than look yeah. this way. I think the other issue is like with the melasma on my skin, my face is so much tanner than the rest of my body. Like mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. getting foundation because my skin, my face is four shades darker than my neck. My neck, my neck Jesus. is neutral ivory or like neutral pale, fair. Yeah. Neutral fair. Whereas my face is like neutral medium. So it's like, mm. you know what? You know what our problem probably is with the tan thing? Mm. It's probably because of where we grew up because we grew up around a bunch of Cubans who could tan like that and they Mm -hmm. were considered the pretty popular girls. So Mm -hmm. since that's what we grew up seeing, we had this complex about having tan skin because that's what we grew up seeing as pretty. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with tan skin being pretty too, but it was the tan Yeah, no, no, this is like the, they can stay inside and not see sure. the sun for six months and still be beautifully olive skin. And still are yeah. beautifully tanned. Yeah. Yeah. But Suckers. We should probably start the episode. And you yeah, grew up, up on beaches, beaches where you're in a bikini yeah, a lot um, more. My, <laughs> the dermatologist was looking at my chest and I mentioned, I'm like, not going to lie. I'm mainly worried about like my chest from clavicle to sternum because I uh, got extremely bad sunburn to the point where I probably should have seen a doctor for it. I said I had to wear a bikini instead of a bra for a month. And from my clavicle to my sternum was a scab for a month. Oh my God. I fell asleep in the sun. I had a baseball cap over my face and I don't know. Oh, I've done that. I, I think mm-hmm. I maybe had like a towel or something over my lower half or something, but whatever happened, my chest got the worst. And I think it's probably just because that skin is so sensitive, but I, I so was thin. Yeah. 17 and I ruined my Ouch. skin for life. Like it's fucked at 31 and it's been fucked. It was fucked at 25. It was fucked at 20 all because I got horrifically sunburned at 17. So this is your reminder yikes it's not always about ex- repeated exposure one bad exposure can fuck you up I'm gonna fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh. Ah. jesus okay yes you probably this. read okay. this okay. story yes, by the way and i will stop trying to hunt there are two flies in my room and they're so tiny and i hate them anyway you need to get a fly trap uh, yes chapter 137 let go. Wait, nobody's wearing uh, sweat pa- sweatshirt. Yes, yes. No, we're all wearing like lightweight t-shirts. Yeah, it's but I have a long sleeve shirt on, oh, but it's know. cold in here, so I don't really give a crap right now. Are, are we placing bets I, on how long it takes I'm for her to start it. complaining about it being hot? <laughs> nope. No, because I am mentally prepared. I am not going to let this get to me. I I can't. Just go get a water bottle. Get to me. Goose fraba. Famous last words. Anyway, chapter 137, let go. October 13th, 1998. 
Leaving Remus to the prospect of a hopefully eventful night with Tonks, Sirius stepped out of the fireplace and noticed that number 12 was quiet. Walking through the drawing room, he saw a set of a note left behind in Harry's scratchy handwriting. Sirius, went to the burrow for dinner. Weasleys are visiting Shell Cottage. Don't wait up. Harry. He chuckled at his godson's lack of subtlety, but wished him all the luck and hoped that Molly didn't return er home early to catch Harry and Ginny shagging under her roof. Potter men were notorious for their unintentional carelessness for silencing charms. Determined not to have another conversation like the one that had just taken place with Remus, Sirius slowly made his way up the stairs toward his room where he could hear the soft sounds of singing. Smiling at the sweet noise, he quietly stepped into his bedroom and saw a light coming from beneath the closed door of the adjoining bathroom. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. Maya sang from inside, causing him to grin. I'd love you to love me. I'm begging you to beg me. I want to keep singing it. <laughs> did I, didn't I, didn't I see crying? And then shine up the old brown shoes. <laughs> I know, I know all the words, but I'm not singing on a place that I have to live myself. It makes me think of 10 things I hate about you every single time. <gasps> yes. I'm going to say that. Yes. So good. Good movie. So freaking good. Classic. Excellent movie. Also. Yeah. Pleasure. Just. Yes. yes. I still. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> Again, things I want to experience yep. in the afterworld because I fully believe that you get to experience, you get all the answers to everything, including what would have happened if somebody didn't die. I want to see all the movies that Heath Ledger would have been in if he hadn't been the Joker. Or if he hadn't died after mm. being the Joker. Yeah, well, that last Joker movie, Joker. that messed me up. After I watched that, I was in, like, this weird, like, sad depression. Like, and I, I actually showered before I watched that movie. After I watched it, I'm like, I feel like I need to shower, <laughs> shower again. again. Like, my God, that it movie was messed me up. dark. It, it was fantastic. It. And What's-His-Face deserved every award he got well, for that, but that. Yeah, but that movie just, ugh, that messed it, me up. What did you call him? Joaquin huh? Phoenix? Oh, it the way the audio, like, my audio, like, went because it, like, low internet or whatever, and it did not sound like you said his first name at all. <laughs> what did it sound like? Huh? <laughs> like, joking <laughs> Phoenix, almost? And I was like, that's Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> You've been in Tennessee too long. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Fine. This is why we don't record it. Now. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to watch it after I saw some videos, um, by people about like how disturbing it was from like a I don't feel safe around men like this kind of way, and I don't remember what was going on at the particular juncture of my life, but I was just like, mm, no yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I think don't need that in my head further i think what bothered most people about it is they understood why yes see that's what made me mad too because i'm that kind of person that after i was done watching it i was like even though i feel some type of way i understand this character more now and i feel so bad for him now so it was hard for me to like full-on hate that's it that's why the scariest villains yeah. that's why the scariest yeah. villains are not Voldemort, Umbridge, they are everyone's Umbridge, because they're realistic, yep. and you know one, and yep. yeah. 
And that's because the thing is, it's like you can agree that's not a proper way to react, but you can understand Mm -hmm. why he was so angry. How somebody could react that way. Yeah. It's your friendly reminder that you never know what somebody is going through. If they're being an asshole, maybe they're having a really bad day. And that is why I should never be on a jury. (laughs) Because I will let you guys stay in there forever because I will not be able to make a decision. (laughs) And I I will always love. Sorry. Unless it's the guy from making a murderer, then I will be able to make a decision because I fully believe that he did not do it. But that's a different story. Which one? The uncle or the... Both of them. Both of them, especially the kid. Because those cops did not do what they were supposed to do with that kid. Because when you are a teenager and you're functioning at, like, what did they say? Like, a fifth grade level? He had no idea why he was there. Like, those cops were putting words in his mouth. And they, yeah. Yeah, he he really just didn't know why he was there. He thought if he told the truth or said what they wanted to hear, he would go home and it would be fine. There we go. Yeah, their version of the truth. Exactly. That's why, like, with interrogations, they are so strict about, like, the reason they outlawed torture is because if you torture somebody, a lot of times they'll tell you what you think you want to hear, regardless of whether or not it's true, because they just yeah. The torture it's just stop. like the, that kid yep. who that three um episode documentary that I recently watched on Netflix. I killed my dad. That kid, same thing. I have not seen this, but I yeah, I'm not going to tell you because if you're going to watch it, I'm not going to tell you. But I will let you know that the twist, you're going to be like, oh my god, this kid was justified in killing his dad. <laughs> Oh, so he did actually kill his dad. He actually killed his dad. Got it. But his dad kind of, in a way, (laughs) deserved it because of what he did to him. And I cannot believe that his wife, the kid's stepmom, did not notice any of this. Like, I can't believe she was like, but whatever. Yeah, it's easy to miss signs of stuff if you're not looking for it. Um, Yeah. Not mm-hmm. not giving anybody a pass, but wow, we are just is, a super happy. This is a very tangent here. episode, is what it is. Um, it's so it's bad. terrible. It's really bad. Okay, he sighed frustration. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he did. We're all frustrated, especially me, because I'm going to get all hot for this thing, and I can't do nothing about it. <laughs> anyway. It's fine. It's, it's a, oh, season it is ending. a season finale. Like, We're about to take who two fucking weeks off. cares? It's fine. <sighs> anyway, they're out of time. I'm gonna eat those words when I edit this, just for the record. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So Jesus. Oh my God. We have started trying to read this chapter. This paragraph. Did you take meds today? I just needed to know. For I my did, own but they, okay. they've completely worn off by now. Are you kidding me? It's eight o'clock at night. Okay, they just wear off by like one. Uh, well, three planets are in retrograde. I read, so you know. <laughs> okay, one final one. They're in Gatorade. Somebody posted. They were like, "Nope, because Mercury is in retrograde." I need to bring this back, and it's a text message from somebody. It just says it's from their mom, and it says, "Honey, apparently Mercury is in Gatorade. Are you still drinking that?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. 
Okay. Everybody's, everybody's being weird this week. We we had our Thursday meeting at work. Our, my boss literally asked somebody, "Are you on drugs? Because you're acting weird today." Like, it's. I had a woman bring me the wrong Uber. I ordered Uber yesterday for dinner. They completely forgot my meal. I did not know where that I was going to go. Eats for dinner. We were like, you know what? Fuck it. It's Friday. We're going to get Wendy's. So we order Wendy's. They completely forgot my entire meal. Um, I did get the one cheeseburger extra that I'd ordered on the side to go with my nugget meal. My child, in the two seconds it takes for me to grab my phone to let them know, to let Uber know that they forgot my meal so I can get the reimbursement. My child has grabbed the hamburger off the side of the dining room table, which I didn't realize he was tall enough to reach, has pulled it down, is eating the tomato, and the dog has eaten the rest of it. <laughs> so I didn't even get my one hamburger. And then I or- I was like, fuck it. I prefer McDonald's nuggets. So I ordered my McDonald's nuggets. She shows up. I order a priority. She shows up. She hands me the bag because I like walk out to her to grab it from the car. She's got like three bags on the front seat. She grabs it. I grab it. I go inside. I open it up. I have only ordered nuggets, a McChicken and fries, no drinks. I open it up. There's a McFlurry and a Fanta orange. And I'm like, that's not correct. So I look on the outside and it's for somebody named David. So I immediately call her. I'm like, I got David's order. I opened the bag. I swear I didn't touch any of the food because I immediately saw there were drinks. Can I get my food? And she was like, yes, I'm so sorry. Let me turn around. So she comes back. It's been like 10 minutes now. I swap bags with her. I go inside. I open it up. There's a sweet tea and a McFlurry. <laughs> Luckily, this time, at least there were nuggets. And I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to keep it at this point. I try to file with this Uber. This is the universe to tell you. It's Uber won't let me file for a return because I've already filed for one within the last two hours. And so I have to like write down what happened and send them a picture of the food. <laughs> At which point, I've already gotten a $5 return because they order, or the order arrived late. And now I get a $20 return because I got the wrong food. What was the point of the story? Besides because this, this Mercury is, is retrograde and everybody's having a shit time. Got it. I so, remembered where we started. <laughs> so, years ago, no, Kenny no, got me... No, no, no this okay. is funny. Years ago, Kenny got me McDonald's and got him McDonald's and he took me home and he got out of the car to like get gas or something before he took me home. So I bit his burger and rewrapped it and put it in the bag. And when he got home, he was like, who bit my burger? And he was this close to going to McDonald's and yelling at them. But thank God he texted me and he was like, did you bite my burger? And I was like, yes. Yes, I did. Oh my God. And he was like, good, because I was this close to going to McDonald's and yelling at him. <laughs> okay, I just would like to point out, we have made it three paragraphs into the story. recording for almost an hour. And we have been hour. recording for 52 minutes. Yeah, that we haven't even gotten to the hot stuff and now I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, three paragraphs. But I got a Hufflepuff shirt on, so it's good. Why didn't we take that? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh hey, I yeah. got you that hey. shirt. Oh, that's super cute. Loyalty. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> no more fucking tangents. We cannot. <laughs> it's gonna take Annabeth like four hours to edit because it's gonna be four hours long. Yep. Maybe I should just take Friday off. I would. 
Did you see that the guy from Pitch Perfect is saying, I am not Adam Levine? No. Fucking stop. <laughs> he literally wrote no. this whole post that okay. said, me and my wife are fine. Oh my god. Because <laughs> he's Adam Levine, or however you pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. yes. Devi- yeah, whatever. Devine. Devine. Adam Devine. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. I was like, you said he and his wife, and I was thinking of Skylar Aston, and I'm like, he and Anna Camp got the I was I was thinking of Adam <laughs> Lambert at first. I'm like, he's gay. <laughs> he is gay. But like, he, he's very, amazing. He is. Um, okay. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. The dead, the of, dead fucking of fucking time. time. <laughs> we are not allowed to get we are you're allowed to be rude. If we start tangenting, you cut that shit off. Well, at least Brittany will be happy. She enjoys the tangents. Mm-hmm. I know people who love the tangents. By the way, Brittany, part. if you're listening to this, you haven't called me in a while. Where have you been? <laughs> I miss you. That needs to stay in the podcast. <laughs> Done. Okay. Call me after five o'clock because that's when I get off work. <laughs> <laughs> Every single listener named Brittany this is, is going. Like, this is the All most millennial. If you're listening to this, tell Brittany to call me. <laughs> I know the phone works works both ways, but she's the one who always calls me, so. <laughs> also, since we're doing shout-outs, Rachel Gowan, you're a fucking badass for yelling at those people on TikTok for being super wrong about the Court of Thorns and Roses series. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And we're done. <clears throat> he sighed in frustration as the lyrics hit a little too close to home. He was a complete idiot. Remembering the years leading up to Maya's return, Sirius had spent nights agonizing over the fact that Hermione was I'm not looking at you too. It's agonizing over the fact that Hermione was so no. young and did not know who he really was. <laughs> God damn it, stop dancing. Jesus fucking Sorry, Christ. I just realized why we got on a tangent in the first place and I was like, what lyrics? <laughs> and then I forgot where we this all started with 10 things I hate We're about you, okay. which led into Heath Ledger, then the Joker, yep. and then people being fucked up, yep. and then Mercury yep. retrograde, and oh my god. <laughs> if we continue best- after we finish the Dead of Time, we need to call it Fire Whiskey and ADD. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good title name. for this episode, Hannah Beth. Oh, <laughs> it Done. <laughs> I was actually going to just call it Mercury and Retrograde, but that's way better. Especially since I'm the only one who doesn't have a diagnosis, because I don't have that. You know, it's amazing. He sighed in frustration as the lyrics hit a little too close to home. He was a complete idiot. Remembering the years leading up to Maya's return, Sirius had spent nights agonizing over the fact that Hermione was so young and did not know whom he really was to her. He had made himself sick on muggle liquor though nowhere near what had happened during his now infamous incident with fire whiskey days before Harry was born. All because he longed for her. Nineteen years he had missed the witch, and ever since she came back he had kept her at a distance. When she reached the bed, he looked down at the nightclothes that she had set out for herself. Not long cotton robes like Hermione used to wear, but silk shorts and an old t-shirt of his that she had nicked from the dresser. Sirius knew for a fact that Maya had been to Muggle London to go shopping with Ginny. Not to mention a few private trips to Twilfit and Taddings with Narcissa and Andromeda, yet she still slept in his shirts. 
The one she had chosen had a Pink Floyd logo on the front, once black, now a dull, washed-out gray. He lifted the shirt to his face and inhaled her scent. I can hear you, you know, Maya called from beyond the door. Are you smelling my clothes? Sirius cringed. No, I'm smelling my clothes. You want me to stop borrowing your shirts, is that it? No, he thought petulantly, but would not give her the satisfaction of saying it out loud. Fine, she huffed after a moment of silence. I'll just start sleeping naked. Careful, kitten, he said without thinking. I might like that. Well, sleeping naked is actually <clears throat> very good for you. Apparently, I can't do it. Well, you it can't do it ache. either, but it apparently is very ache. good for you. I just, I have to yes. have underwear on. I, mean, yes. I have to have bottoms I've got on. underwear on. But also, I just, then I feel like I have to clean my sheets yeah. more. Like, I feel like they get grody after like three days if I'm sleeping on them naked. No, I just don't. There's too yeah. much. I, I don't know why cells. I have to have bottoms on. It feels yeah. extra weird. Okay. Yeah, but not. also, I'm one of those weirdos who thinks, what if there's a fire? <laughs> okay, but yes, no, for real, though. <laughs> for real, though. That's honestly yeah. the main reason. I I say that like I sleep in actually appropriate pajamas yeah, that I would like, want to be outside in anyway. Once your guys' kids start waking you up in the middle of the night because there's monsters, it's like, you don't, ugh. Can't do that. I do not think that's going to change the fact that my husband <laughs> sleeps in the nude. <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, I just sleep in a t-shirt and underwear. Yeah, it's so. Fun. Yeah. I've actually started sleeping in nightgowns. I like them. But like cute, sexy ones, not granny ones. Uh, I have a couple of the granny ones. No, I... I have to have my shoulders covered. Uh-uh. I can't do I the... Too much. I can't do the tank toppies. I can't do the tank top because no, my, my titties, <laughs> the, the titties fall out. <laughs> yes. Wake up and you got one that's like the. It's just like. Yeah, that's happened to me. The, the titties oh, yeah, is titty. That's happened to me. I've worn tank tops to bed and I wake up and I'm like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Flopsy. Yep. Look at that. Okay. I can't be contained. I'm like, Jesus. Stop. <sighs> Careful, kitten. He said without thinking, I might like that. She opened the bathroom door and gave him a daring look. Is that so? Sirius winced painfully at the sight of her wearing nothing but a towel. Just to torture him, he assumed. Her skin was pink and her hair damp. Water droplets cascaded over her collarbone into the valley between her breasts, sadly covered by the towel. When she stepped closer, shutting the bathroom door behind her, Sirius could see water clinging to the small indentations of the silvery pink pack mark on her shoulder. He briefly wondered if he could lick them off her without her noticing. Unlikely, he thought, the bloody witch noticed me smelling her clothes from behind a closed door. Did you have a nice shower? he asked, trying to fill the silence as she walked to her side of the bed. She placed her wand down on the side table after casting a quick drying charm on her hair, which swiftly fell down her back in soft curls. She scoffed, clearly annoyed. Small talk? Is that what we've been reduced to? Sirius sighed loudly. Maya, give me a break here. She narrowed her eyes at him and, uh, fuck. 
She narrowed her eyes at him and, instead of grabbing her stolen t-shirt and shorts, dropped the towel from around her body, letting it pool at her feet. When he let out a desperate whimper and punched the mattress in frustration, she smirked at him. Now you're not playing fair. Oh. I'm done playing, she said, ignoring his obvious plight as she stepped over the towel and reached for a bottle of lotion. With a large clip, she twisted her long hair up, pinning it to her head to allow her easy access to rub the moisturizer into her skin. Sirius stared at her from behind, swallowing as her slender fingers glided over her neck and shoulders, covering the pack mark, the splinching scar, and the tattooed words on her opposite shoulder blade. He glanced at the words permanently, permanently etched into her skin. Remus's words. He had been briefly annoyed over the fact that each of her shoulders was marked by Remus in one way or another, but considering it was his name on her thigh and his mark on her soul, he had little to complain about except right then. Her scent and small glimpse of her body sent blood rushing south, causing him to wince from the ache. He reached down to adjust himself, but even that small contact had him groaning in pleasure. She stood, ignoring his entire presence save for the slight lilt to her brow as she lifted a leg and rested it on the edge of the mattress while she ran lotion up and down her skin. From where he was standing, he was blind to some of her lovely attributes, but her breasts were in full view. The first time he had seen those breasts in 19 years, and the sight could have made him cry had all the water in his body not been diverted to his mouth, forcing him to literally swallow down his growing desire for her. Her hand reached her thigh, and he finally caught a glimpse of his name there, inked in black upon her skin. He moaned and bent forward resting his head on the it between his forearms. Voldemort has nothing on you, fucking evil witch. Ah, she cooed mockingly. Go take a cold shower. That's what I did. Sirius glared up at her with a smug expression. I don't think it worked, sweetheart. I can smell you from here. Raising a challenging brow, she stared across the mattress at him, eyeing the bulge in his trousers. Is that right? Well, I can see you from here, but that doesn't matter, does it? She walked to the end of the bed, reaching for her shorts, because it's not like you're going to do a bloody thing about... He reached a hand out to grab her wrist. Do you think I'm a child now? She demanded of him angrily before he had a chance to speak. Is that what you see when you look at me? You see Hermione Granger... Poor little muggle-born virgin? No, I loved you when you called yourself Hermione just as much as I do now. But not as much as you did 19 years ago. Maya, save it, she said bitterly. I have always trusted your actions more than your words, Sirius. If you... Her anger faded into apparent guilt. I understand if you haven't forgiven me for everything and... And ask Ban... I have, he promised. It's not about that. Then what is it? Sirius, you used to be able to tell me everything. The only thing you ever kept from me was what was happening to you here at Grimmauld Place, and Moody ended up forcing both of our hands there, she said, reminding him of their horrible first attempt at occlumency training. You never kept anything from me. 
Yeah, well, you kept everything from me, so maybe I deserve to have some fucking secrets. But she told you how to know, how to know things, and you didn't do it, you stupid freaking werewolf. Goddamn, do not hit the microphone. He's not a werewolf, he's a dog. I know. But also, like, yes. you're not wrong. <laughs> like, you want me to spell it out for you? Learn Occlumency. Thank you very much. For those of you drinking drinking at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. keeping the tally. Muggle bitch. <laughs> Maya sighed, slowly letting the exhale out between parted lips. Fine. You're right. Sirius groaned and scrubbed his hands down his face. No, I'm not. I'm being an insecure arsehole. Insecure. I love Cat right now. I mean, I always love Cat, but like, well, damn. I'm appreciating this background commentary. Peanut gallery on full force. Insecure? Maya furrowed her brows. Is that what this this avoiding thing has been about? Sirius shrugged. I'm old. Maya laughed loudly and took his frowning face in her hands. Are you insane? You're older, yes, but that hardly makes you old. Have you looked in a bloody mirror? You're still serious black for crying out loud. She stared at him incredulously. Which weekly sent three owls last week asking for interviews and photographs? There was a bit of spark to his ego, but he still sighed. Which weekly doesn't want to have sex with me? He said, as if to make a point, but Maya snorted. You know what I mean. You think I don't find you attractive? Sirius, I'm staring at you right now. Not pictures of you of when you were younger. You. She smiled and reached for his hands, which were both balled into fists at his side. Prying the fingers open, she brought them to her mouth, kissing the center of each palm. That is not where I thought she was putting his hands. (laughs) Sorry. I want these rough, calloused hands on me, she whispered to him, and then brought his hands to her waist, moving them up to her ribs until his thumbs brushed underneath her breasts. Fucking hell, Sirius moaned, the last thread of his resolve snapping. He pulled her toward him, pressing his lips against hers, gentle but solid. He moved, slow and sure despite the desperate need that was vibrating between them. He removed one of his hands from her body and cupped her face as he kissed her. He was not rough with her, like he had been in his youth, nor was he smug and demanding. This was love. This was control. This was serious, giving her anything she wanted. Yeah, but this dick... I said, uh, this was love, this was control, this was serious, giving her anything she wanted. And Kat goes. (laughs) Well, no, Kat goes, except this Uh, dick. No. Yeah. Right. Uh, My kids Mm. refuse to go to bed, and my husband's annoyed Understandable. And is also needs to go to the liquor store before it closes, so he's taking the kid in pajamas. And that's fine. God bless Texas. Whatever. A plus A, a plus, plus parenting. parenting. Who knows, maybe the car trip will put 
put them to sleep. Worth a shot. <laughs> or a shot. What? No. Kidding. <laughs> He's buying beer, so... Anyway. He was patient with his own desires, but smiled against her lips when her tongue darted out to brush against the seam of his mouth. When he touched it with his own, he moaned at the contact. Maya wrapped her arms around his neck, her need obvious and palpable as she clung to him, pressing her soft curves against his body with hunger, but Sirius remained focused. She tugged roughly at his hair while he trailed his hands up and down her sides, his fingers relearning the curve of her waist, the slight dip in her lower back, and soft flesh of her breasts. When she broke the kiss with a gasp, Sirius stared into her deep amber eyes and smiled. His hands rested on her hips, palming her bare flesh when a thought occurred to him. You're naked. Nine OWLs? She asked with a skeptical what tone in her voice. Crap? Really? It's he has nine OWLs and she doesn't understand how he's this stupid. Well, because that's a lot, and that's and really he smart. is going. You're naked. <laughs> Sirius's chest rumbled, and he breathed deep. What the fuck is wrong with me? He asked before turning and lifting her into his arms in one fluid motion, practically throwing her onto the mattress. Yes, the best. That that's that nice. is like forever. If he just picks you up and launches you on a mattress, instant ten. All across the board, judges all approve. Yep. Well done. Yep. Yep. Unless you miss, then immediate zeros and you're not getting laid because nobody's going to be able to stop laughing long enough. Also, she might be in pain. <laughs> she landed with a laugh, grinning when he crawled up from the foot of the bed to hover over her body, staring down at her with awe and hunger. He kept close reins on his desire. Instead of devouring her like he desperately wanted, he savored her, placing a kiss between her breasts before moving south where he rested his forehead against her abdomen, circling her navel with his tongue to taste her skin. She tasted like heaven. So I was waiting for Kat to go, she tastes like fire, she tastes like honey. I was actually thinking that, <laughs> but then I was about to be like, no, she tasted like fire whiskey felt, but then I was like, no. <laughs> Whatever. She tastes like all the things. She's in every flavor bean. Oh! Mm, there's a lot of nastiness in Birdie Bob. Oh my god. That's not... Oh my god. I, yeah, I, I know, I know. I, I, no, I, nobody's I, on my track. No, I was. I just... No, but, I was following. <laughs> I just... But then also went to UX and I just... Mine went straight to anchovies. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> well, maybe he likes anchovies. Anyway, I like anchovies. They're not sexy. Nothing mm, about them is mm, sexy. Mm. She tasted like heaven. <laughs> he hovered it. He hovered over her for several more seconds, stuck in his own head, and Maya clearly misinterpreted his striving to master his primal urges as hesitation. Get off. Sirius looked up in confusion. Roll over, she corrected. 
Sirius obeyed her and did as she said, rolling onto his back. She sat up and reached for his shirt, lifting it up and over his head and tossing it over her shoulder. Smiling down at him, she, ang- uh, she angled forward to brush her lips against his chest. He shivered and she grinned. She kissed the tattoo of her name there above his heart. He tasted like sin. Exploring him, Maya took note of each new tattoo and scar that she did not remember. On every new mark, she placed a kiss. On each familiar one, she nipped lightly and then tongued over the bite. Sliding slowly down his body, she knelt between his legs and reached for the buckle of his jeans. Sirius had ceased all movement and noises, and when she looked up, she noticed that he had stopped breathing as well. Maya quickened her pace in an attempt to make sure he did not pass out from lack of oxygen, opening the trousers to reveal him. Her heart beat inside of her chest at the sight, and she grinned smugly when she saw his fingers gripping the bedsheets in needy anticipation. Sirius moaned and cried and whimpered in a way that made her realize Ted's eyes did not get open no. any further. I'm no, I sorry to sorry, interrupt I the just, like, I, I, I just, they just keep doing I just, this. I hope this isn't going where I think this is going. Because I kind of feel like she's going to be evil and just do all this and just leave him there. Be like, hey, night. <laughs> but. That is 100%. He would he deserve would. it. No, she would because she's mad. No, but he's the one getting punished. No, he yeah, would deserve her just yeah, yes, working yes, her yes, up. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. Her heart beat inside of her chest. Well, that's uh. what it's supposed to do. <laughs> it's true. Because for a second true. there, I thought she was going to ride him like a broomstick. But then I was like, well, oh. maybe she's going to just do all that and leave him there for not taking her hints. But I can't read more than that because I'm reading it with three so I can see where there's extra spicy bits. Her heart beat inside of her chest at the sight, and she grinned smugly when she saw his fingers gripping the bedsheets in needy anticipation. Sirius moaned and cried and whimpered in a way that made her realize how she would have to make it all up to him. The secrets, the lies, and Azkaban. He would never have reason to doubt her again, to doubt that she loved and desired him despite everything they had been through. He let out a long, drawn-out, fuck, followed by blaspheming the names of Merlin, Cersei, Godric, and every other famous witch and wizard all the way down to the Wizard of Oz. A very small part of her wanted to smugly remind him that Oz was not a real wizard. When he finally cursed Salazar Slytherin, she threw her head back and laughed. Sirius grinned down at her, his face flush. Think that's funny, little witch? What do you think? She asked, still giggling. Nineteen years, he thought to himself as he reached for her arms, pulling her up his body to straddle his waist. Her warm arousal rubbed against his pelvis and Sirius moaned at the contact as he struggled to kick off his pants to join her in complete nakedness. His gaze fell up and down over the gentle slopes of her body. Nineteen years he had been dreaming of this, of her. Dreaming of the soft caress of her fingers, the plush feel of her hips and breasts, the sound of her mules, the sight of her nibbling her lower lip, the smell of arousal and Merlin, the taste of honey. Nineteen years gone from his life, and now here she was, straddling his waist and looking down at him with mirrored hunger. 
unable to move of his own accord, lest he lose himself completely and drive into her without thought, Sirius forced himself to lie still, as she smiled lovingly down at him and joined them together. She hissed pleasurably, and he moaned at the exquisite heat that threatened to burn him alive. His palms hovered over her thighs, silently pleading her to move before he lost it. Maya tilted her hips forward and then back. Already it was too much. Sirius sat up quickly and pulled her down toward him, burying his face against her breasts, nipping at her flesh as she whimpered and dug her fingers through his hair. He dragged his lips from one side of her chest to the other, leaving wet, open-mouthed kisses in his wake, all the while thinking that it was not enough. He would never have enough of her. An addict. He knew what he was. She was better than fire whiskey, cigarettes, and muggle liquor combined. Sirius winced and gripped her hips tight in his hand, clenching his teeth and breathing hot against her sternum. Maya looked down as his body quaked beneath her. You're holding back. Sirius swallowed and exhaled slowly, trying not to pass out. I... I'm not. Nineteen years and he's still a rubbish liar, she thought, as she pulled his head away from her chest to look in his eyes, which were so dilated she could see only a thin line of silver around the black pupils. Don't lie to me, Sirius. You're shaking, and it sure as hell isn't because of nerves, she said, watching as his eyes flashed and his jaws tightened. I know what you're doing. Remus used to act the same way, only he was trying to hold back a werewolf. What are you trying not to unleash? He took a moment and then frowned. Me. I want you. Sirius shook his head. I'm different, he said, his body still shaking. I'm changed, I'm broken and damaged and dark and I... Serious, Maya whispered lovingly, reverently. The first time you saw me, I was an 11-year-old girl with a skinned knee in Diagon Alley. I was your best friend's sister who bought you cauldron cakes and played with your hair. She threaded her fingers through the thick strands and he tilted his head into her touch. The first time I saw you was in the Shrieking Shack when I was 14. I knew what you'd been through in Azkaban. I saw your scars and your... your sanity. Sirius scoffed, or lack thereof. Maya did not correct him, but she did continue speaking. I watched you break Ron's leg, kick creature, pin Mundungus Fletcher to the ground, and argue nonstop with Snape and Molly. You were unstable and violent and reckless, and I still brought you back from the veil. Then I watched you kill Death Eaters to protect Harry and me. She ran the pad of her thumb over his bottom lip and smiled when he caught it with his teeth. You ripped out the throat of Bellatrix Lestrange for hurting me, she reminded him, noting the growl that escaped his throat, vibrating against the thumb still caught in his mouth. I saw you in prison robes long before I ever saw you in a Hogwarts tie. I saw you blood-soaked and furious long before I ever saw you innocent and young. He released her from his teeth and pulled slightly away. I was better for you when I was innocent and young. 
you don't know what's better for me, Sirius. And it doesn't matter because I loved you first. I loved you, wanted you, wanted the man, Sirius Black, long before I ever stared into the eyes of an 11-year-old boy in Diagon Alley. I craved you at this age for years while I waited for your younger self to grow up. While falling in love with you back then, I dreamt of you as you are now. Don't hold back with me. I love all of you. I want all of you. I can take all of you, she whispered, her lips hovering over his as they shared one last breath before he crushed his mouth against hers and gripped her against him, hard and rough. How long have you been crying? <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> I just like looked up and her whole face was like screwed up, like trying to cry silently and trying to be quiet about it. I don't know why I'm crying. Oh my god. Because it's loving the each other even and like wanting when you find yourself unlovable. Like it's such an intimate connection. It's seeing the person's yes. darkest self and loving them for it. And not despite it, for it. Good. I think I have an inkling of what's happening. Shia, I say this with love. I hate you. <laughs> I don't actually hate you, but you know what I mean. Yes. Okay, I'm done. Oh, God. <laughs> no longer shaking, Sirius wrapped an arm around her waist and flipped them both until she was pressed into the mattress beneath him, fisting the sheets their positions completely reversed from moments earlier. In one fluid moment, he pulled a sharp, pleasurable cry from her that split the air. She raked her nails down his chest, and he pushed forward again, growling against her skin. Loving would be reserved for later, when they would tenderly rub sore muscles, lick scrapes and scratches, and kiss bruises. But 19 years had clearly been too long. He was too far gone to be entirely human, and, by the slight tinge of blood that her scratches were bringing to the surface, so was she. Maya cried out loudly and arched her back, reaching out for purchase on his shoulders where she dug her nails in deep. Ow! Sirius winced. When he was unable to shake her grip, he leant down and bit the skin between her jaw and ear until she released him. When her hands let go, he caught her wrists and pinned them above her head, holding her there tightly with one hand, slapping his other against her thigh, which she hiked over, which he hiked over his hip. She began laughing joyously, and Sirius joined her as he slowed his movement just slightly so he could lean forward and kiss her deep. My fuck, I forgot to swap the laundry. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it. Why is that what made you think I of that just know. now? This is way dirtier than what you're reading. Yes. I just want you to know. I I I am filling in the blanks. Uh-huh. She began laughing joyously, and Sirius joined her as he slowed his movements just slightly so he could lean forward and kiss her deep. Maya groaned at the intrusion of his tongue in her mouth, 
drinking in the taste of him. There were no longer hints of tobacco since he quit smoking at her request, nor were there leftover touches of fire whiskey lingering on his tongue. Instead, she was left with the overwhelming sense of parchment, grass, and leather, and a taste in her mouth that was distinctly him. Never stop, she begged, her eyes closed, head tilted back as her fingers twitched in his grip. Never, he echoed, the fire between them all-consuming. How good was that never? Sorry, very excited. That came out really well the first time. Ow, I hurt my elbow. (laughs) They rested in the aftermath, gasping and shivering, clinging to one another as their vision refocused, and all of their other senses slowly came back from the high they had been transported to. Sirius lifted himself onto his elbows and, without a word spoken, began placing soft, lingering kisses up her body, first dipping between them, running his tongue along the tattoo against her thigh. Then he moved north, peppering kisses up the purple scar that covered her ribs, ascending towards the pack mark on her shoulder and the splinching scar behind it. You're perfect, he whispered. All of me? Sirius reached for her arm and kissed the skin marred by Bellatrix's dagger. All of you. You're perfect, too. A lot more scars than you, kitten. Ones you've never seen. Maya ran a finger down the length of his chest. I've got the rest of my life to learn them all, she said with a tender smile. Don't you ever make me wait that long again, Sirius Black. I think it was more painful for me than you, love. He chuckled and settled down beside her, wrapping an arm around her waist and tugging her close against him so that every inch of their skin that could touch was connected to the other. Besides, it's been a long time, and I think I held up pretty well. I'd say so, she agreed. But since it has been a long time, did you remember to cast the contraceptive charm? No. Maya yawned and moved to reach for her wand. I'll do it. Sirius stilled her hand. Don't. Oh, God. And everyone with a breeding kink immediately went. (laughs) (laughs) That was targeted. You're welcome. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Just because I admitted that I had weird I had weird shit earlier this week about like missing yeah, mm-hmm. being pregnant. Like, no, I don't actually miss being pregnant. My brain is just an asshole. Yes, one hundred. Um And that's it for season nine. We oh my god. The next season is the last season. The oh last my god. Season. I'm a little emotional. <laughs> yep. But also think about how much shit happens in the next season. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> I there's a scene that I thought happened in this book, and apparently it does not happen until next book. And I'm... Well, it's all Yeah, before, no, no. But... Well, I meant this season, not next season. But I'm. it doesn't matter when it hits. I am not going to be emotionally prepared 
And like, I'm just waiting to sob my fucking eyes out. Silencing charm. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I know. You didn't have to say, I know. you're yes. saying for fans, I realize, but uh-huh. it took me a second. I was like, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. But also the exciting things like the ministry, but so excited. So but you guys will have to wait two whole weeks, hopefully only two whole weeks, for the next season to drop because we are going to take a much needed break to not record for a week and then hopefully get ahead. But without further ado, we are going to thank the patrons without whom this podcast would not be possible. We'd like to thank our September Foxes, Muggle Trucker, Tyler Maria, Anthony, Professor Magana Got It Going On, Clareth Soothes My ADHD Goblin Brain, Tori, Sierra, Camille, Stacy, Kiara, Morgan, Leanne, Sandra, Martina, Shannon, Diana, Jordan, Claire, Nicole, Kayla, Ryland, Amber, Kenny, Sarah, Carissa, Rachel, Widower of a Slitherclaw, April, Kaylin, Audrey, Melissa, Kara, Ryder, Sarah, Cassie, another one for the baby jar, Cauldron Mist, Shauna, Juliana, Samantha, Elias, Crystal, Shona, Dan, Miriam, Brittany, Kendra, Chris, Misha, Sylvia, Jillian, Becky, Crystal, Lisbeth, Frau Holly, Jasmine, and Matthew. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you not next and not the one after, but the following. Fire Whiskey Friday. Whatcha? Jesus fucking Christ. Annabeth, I'm so sorry. It's so... I hate us so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire Whiskey and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.